Okay, I, I decided this will be the conclusion of my porn episodes for right now. I want to quickly go over the racism part, not because I'm bored. No, 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 no. I just want to say some other things that I didn't wasn't able to say. So, so why racist pornography is a form of sexual violence by Carolyn M. West, PhD, University of Washington. As a psychologist, has been teaching courses on sex crimes sexual violence for more than two decades. Here's what I know. Rape and sexual assault are real crimes happen to real people regardless of gender, race, age, or sexual orientation. I also know through intensive research that Black women are especially vulnerable to sexual violations during their lifetimes. In fact, national studies estimate that about one in five Black women, or 22%, have experienced rape at some point in their lives. Even more Black women reported non-contact, unwanted sexual experiences, such as being sexually harassed in public places, or being forced to participate in sexual photos or movies. April 2020 marked the official 19th anniversary of Sexual Assault Awareness Month. After producing a documentary film, let me tell y'all about Black chicks, images of Black women in pornography. I'm convinced that it is well past the time for a critical discussion about how racism and pornography is another form of sexual violence against Black women. Here's why. Worse than animals is the uh, subtitle. In Alice Walker's short story, Coming Apart, describes the realization that a black husband has about pornography he thinks black women are depicted as animals sadly there are no shortages of examples of this in contemporary pornography black women have been featured in cages and shown wearing dog collars there are a few things i have learned about sexual violence against black women when i studied the messages of mainstream pornography for my documentary film to further dehumanize them degrading comments are made about all aspects of black women's bodies. For example, there's often a hierarchy of beauty and pornography. That is, lighter-skinned black women were described as more desirable and beautiful, referred to as caramel honeys in quotations and dimes in quotations. They were considered to be on the perfect 10 on the beauty scale. At the same time, light-skinned multiracial women were also called mulatto butts in quotations. In contrast, darker-skinned black women were often relegated to Conzo, in quotations, porn, which are low-budget films with little glamour. To further smear them as lower-class, women with deep brown skin tones were labeled hood rats, in quotations, and dark meat, in quotations, were cast in the role of prostitutes in videos entitled Ebony Sex Workers and Black Girls Work the Streets. Not satisfied to call them the usual gonzo terms of slut slash whore slash cum dumpster. Darker skinned black women's natural hair texture has been disparaged. For instance, in the video Nappy Headed Hoes, the producers explained that the title was appropriate because the performers were kinky haired harlots. These are these are all in quotations. 
does porn capitalize on racialized sexism in a larger culture? Titles inspired by the radio host Don Imus referred to the Rutgers University women's basketball team, which is comprised of eight African American and two white players, is nationally headed host in quotations. Why history matters. Throughout history and in contemporary times, the myth that black women are hypersexual and animalistic has been used to justify enslavement, rape, forced reproduction, and other forms of sexual coercion throughout the United States' history. Ideas that originated in slavery continue to live on and be graphically depicted in pornography. For example, in the 1985 interracial porn video, Let Me Tell You All About Black Chicks, depicted a black woman was shown engaged in enthusiastic sexual encounter with two white men who were dressed as Ku Klux Klan members, a white supremacist organization founded in 1866. More recently, the video series Combang described a similar version of what they described as hillbilly hog heaven where multiple confederate flag-waving white men ejaculate on one black woman. As we continue to unearth the stories of sexual brutality that were experienced by countless black women, such as what happened to Racy Taylor, the aforementioned titles have eroticized, sanitized, and erased this long history of sexual terrorism against black women in this country. Um, mainstream porn tells us, um, what's the best way to put this? A lot of mainstream porn, not all mainstream porn, tells us that rape is sex. Rather than a mutually pleasurable experience, a lot of mainstream porn too often describes the sex act as a form of violence in which real men seek to tear, rip, pound, and, forci and forcefully penetrate women. A lot of the mainstream porn industry doesn't even try to disguise sexual violence. In fact, it is celebrated. In the video, Black Freaks of the Industry Description reads, this ain't your grandpappy's porn. This is the new wave of hardcore jackhammer. Sexual violence against Black women is overt, graphic, and deeply disturbing as in the series Ghetto Gaggers, which shows Black women being beaten, choked, and humiliated. Website invites the viewer to join to see white boys conquering angry black women. These are all in quotations. You can even buy merchandise including t-shirts and coffee mugs with the Ghetto Gaggers logo. As further evidence of the racial violence in a lot of mainstream porn, a review of videos featuring the largest pornographic streaming tube sites revealed that both white and black women were sexually objectified in a lot of mainstream porn. However, black women were likely to be shown as targets of physical aggression, such as spanking. At the same time, black women were less likely to be on the receiving end of displays of intimacy, such as kissing. A lot of the mainstream porn message is clear. All women, and particularly black women, are the appropriate targets for sexual aggression. So what we can do is we can become educated about all forms of sexual violence in the lives of black girls and women. Learn about stereotypes that portray young black women as sexually promiscuous and, and unrapeable. Challenge these images at every opportunity with your community among service professionals. Um, start believing survivors and survivors share their stories. You gotta have uncomfortable conversations about the ethics of porn. Um, 
We should remove horrifically racist and abusive content in the name of sexual entertainment to anyone with internet, with internet access, even children. Um, racist and abusive pornography are forms of sexual violence. I agree with that. Um, consuming porn is the only form of sexual education. Not good. We gotta have comprehensive sex education, which includes the LGBTQ plus community being involved. Um, just wow. All I can say is on these things is that this is exactly I I to me all of what I just read to you, it's dreadful, it's horrifying, it's horrific, it's horrendous, it's frightful, it's fearful, it's awful, it's terrible, it's shocking, it's appalling, it's hideous, it's grim, it's grisly, it's ghastly, it's harrowing, it's gruesome, it's heinous, it's vile, it's nightmarish, it's it's hair-raising, it's spine-chilling, it's loathsome, it's monstrous, it's abhorrent, it's detestable, it's hateful, it's ex- execrable, it's abominable, it's atrocious, it's sickening, it's nauseating, it's macabre. It's unspeakable. That's how I feel. Okay, so when I say okay, meaning that transition to the next thing. Let's talk about the BIPOCcollective.org. Um, the BIPOC Adult Industry Collective is a resource for education support services to make the adult entertainment industry a safe space for everyone who chooses this labor. At BIPOC Adult Industry Collective, well-being is at the forefront of what we're working together towards. Our programs and activities are designed to be a catalyst that helps community members reach their goals and build their potential. Learn about the positive impact they have and join us in bringing about positive change. Uh, the overview, founded in response by conversations regarding racism and adult entertainment. BIPOC Adult Industry Collective understood that by working together we could bring lasting change. BIPOC AIC knows that our strength lies not only in working standby, but most importantly, the actions of our initiatives. Mission supporting the diverse community of BIPOC adult performers and sex workers in the adult industry through mutual aid and advocacy with dignity and respect. Vision to create equal financial opportunities for BIPOC people in the adult industry. Normalize BIPOC presence, abolish racist language and stereotypes, and further our community skills in front of and behind the camera. This is awesome. Values, community agreement and value. Centering the BIPOC experience in the adult industry. BIPOC experience is unique in the industry because of the way our bodies are fetishized and compartmentalized into narrow categories. The collective offers a space where BIPOC people can discuss freely the specific obstacles we face in the industry and let these experiences light the way for needed change. Embracing diversity within the BIPOC community. 
The BIPOC community is very diverse and we celebrate all of our differences. We acknowledge differences based on skin tone, body size, gender expression, physical ability, and that these differences bring unique personal perspectives. Our different voices show the expanse of the BIPOC experience and we strive for all voices to be heard. Mutual respect, how we treat each other on and off set is crucial to the well-being of the community. We encourage respectful dialogue and true effort to listen and understand one another. Welcoming allies, we invite those who support our cause to work alongside our community. Non-BIPSC allies are invited to join our efforts, but we also ask them to respect our safe spaces. Awesome. So awesome. You know what? Yes, I am so going to read the, the community agreement. I'm going to read more. Anti, this is BIPLC Adult Industry Collection. Anti-blackness. We do not tolerate any anti-blackness colorism. Right? That's the first sentence. Black, indigenous, and people of color come in all shades and we celebrate them all. Centering of black and brown voices as BIPLC people often express tokenism and are overlooked in public and private spaces, we're committed to centering those voices in our work. Misogynoir, we acknowledge ways in which the intersection of anti-blackness and sexism black women experience in private and public impacts their well-being. Our duty is to provide a space in which black women can feel safe from this behavior. Trans misogyny will not be tolerated, period. Fat phobia. We welcome fat folks and fatness without hesitation. We will not judge one another based on unrealistic European standards of commercial beauty. Transphobia. We use pronouns that people have access to use. We accept all trans, non-binary, gender, non-conforming, and two-spirited people however they define themselves. Xenophobia. We do not judge each other based on place, space, country, immigration status, or expression of culture. Homophobia and biphobia. We acknowledge that sexuality is a spectrum. We are inclusive of all forms of queerness and we celebrate everyone regardless of who they fuck. Sexism. We do not discriminate based on how one expresses their gender or sex. Stereotyping based on gender or sex has no space in a space dedicated to community organizing. Or phobia. We believe all sex workers are created equal and reject any false hierarchy based on the criminalization of their work and where they ply their trade. Ableism. We accept and embrace all body and intellectual contributions to this space. We celebrate differences. Poor shame. We know that one's contribution to the capitalist monetary system of the U.S. is not an indication of one's worth. We do not in practice or in rhetoric shame or chastise anyone because of the ways they're forced to partake in slash or contribute to this construct or the ways they are disenfranchised by them. Dependent status. We acknowledge that Black folks take care of each other. We celebrate the fact that members of our extended community and our duty to take care of each other does not mean we have more or less to contribute to the collective. We make space for one another to put caregiving over agenda always. Ageism. We acknowledge that age and phase of life do not overdetermine one's capability or ability to contribute to the decolonizing form. Wisdom comes from youth and elders alike and will always be respected as such. 
without centering black and brown voices, the BIPOC people often experience tokenism or overlooking public and private spaces. We're committed to centering those voices in our work. We're committed to working with BIPOC whenever possible, financial empowerment. We believe sex is work and the key to financial empowerment is putting money directly into the hands of sex work. In cultivating our initiatives, we will always ask ourselves, will this put more money directly into the hands of sex workers? Will we make sex workers safe by doing this work? We'll take a harm reduction approach to all work we, we to all work we will do. World do. Meaning people where they are to provide them with what they need rather than what we think they need. When giving money directly to sex workers, we're not governor, they tell you how the money must be used. We're here to help. That's all. I love all of these community agreement and values. I love all of this. Let's just read to you just now. I love all of this. Yes. I okay. I hate misogynoir. I hate fat phobia. I hate transphobia. I hate xenophobia. I hate homophobia. I hate biphobia. I hate sexism. I hate what is called lesbophobia. I hate sexism. I hate whorephobia. I hate ableism. I hate poor shaming. I hate ageism. I love censoring black and brown voices. I love financial empowerment. I love honoring dependent statuses. And I hate anti-blackness. I hate colorism. And again, I love the censoring of black and brown voices. And I love the ex- I love the accepting of all trans, non-binary, gender, non-conforming, two-spirited people. I already defined themselves. That is awesome. And I hate trans misogynists. Just had to say that. Now, the values: take space and make space. Those of us who take space are encouraged to make space when they would ordinarily share. Those of us who make space are encouraged to take space when they wouldn't ordinarily share. You're encouraged to say what needs to be said. During meetings, you're encouraged to ask yourself these questions. Does this need to be said? Does this need to be said by me? Does this need to be said by me right now? And slash or why do I feel the need to keep what needs to be said out aloud inside me? Can I take a risk? What are the benefits? How do I release any expectations of myself deep in whiteness respectively? Respect, I'm sorry, how do I release any expectations of myself steeped in whiteness, respectability, and perfection to be look or sound a way other than what I showed up as with respect to the agreement? Taking space and making space can look slash feel be different based on the multiplicity of intersecting identities, particularly with regard to race, gender, sexuality, size, and various relationships to education, knowledge. In ways of knowing that it's okay. I trust that folks would make space for the nuance. This is a space for BIPOC people to speak freely and have their ideas meet with support. We will honor and use folks as correct pronouns. We won't ask intrusive questions around folks' gender. We'll make every effort to get them right. And when we fuck up, we'll make every attempt to correct and make amends without censoring oneself. Pronouns are not a preference. If this is if this is and feels new to you, be patient with yourself and make every effort. It may require that you slow down, especially when talking. That is okay. 
Misgendering happens when it happens and it's not a mistake. It's a learned behavior that can be unlearned. It's a symptom of colonial capitalist gender violence and we have to learn how to, and we have to learn to do better and be better. And again, it is a symptom of colonial capitalist gender violence. We have to learn to do better and be better. We will respect the bodily slash autonomy of every person and make every attempt to listen and prove a correction if we harm. We will not put our intentions, wants, and desires before the needs of others. We will not touch folks without permission when in person with one another. We will not send unsolicited nudes. We will ask for an enthusiastic yes in touching another person, both within the collective and in our personal lives. We trust folks to decide what boundaries to a certain hope for themselves. We respect the words no, I don't know, maybe, and not right now to mean no. We will not treat folks differently when they say no. We will not interrogate folks as no. We will not question folks as no. We will respect folks as no. We will not use, violate, and weaponize our different or shared identities as subject positions in the world to coerce, coerce folks into a yes and to make excuses for engaging in the touch of any kind with and slash of others. Boundaries are not exclusive to the body, touch, or physical. They can include verbal and many other forms of unwanted contact. We will respect boundaries. We will ground our understanding of our own embodied experiences and varying knowledge. In this space, we hold up the knowledge we have acquired from varying sources and methods. We acknowledge that institutional learning is no better lived experience and will not treat others differently based on their ability or experience in academia. It's okay to be at a different point in your learning or political development than other participants. We're here to build collective knowledge through sharing from where we are. We see learning as political education central to revolution. We understand that there is more work to be done, but hold space for the work we're doing to learn amongst our own. Question amongst our own and build an intentional community. We understand and hold space for individual collective feelings and various expressions of feeling, as long as it's not harmful. We acknowledge that we are gathering during an extraordinary trying time. Sometimes being a community means sitting in discomfort as we share our stories. But the understanding that this work may be challenging, everyone needs to be supported to do the work. At the same time, please take personal breaks as needed. If you need assistance in assessing mental health resources, Please notify one of the collective members so we can do our best to help you find what's best for what best serves you. Wow. So I I love all these values. I dare say I value taking space and making space. I value honoring these folks' correct pronouns. I value respecting the bodily slash autonomy of every person, and I value making every attempt to listen, and I value improve with correction if I harm. I value grounding my understanding of my own embodied experiences and bearing knowledge. I value seeing learning as political education essential to revolution, and I value understanding holding space for individual collective feelings, and I value uh, the various expressions of feeling as long as it's not harmful. Ah, oh, this is awesome. This is so awesome. Yes. Our work, the IPOC Adult Industry Collective is a performer and sex worker-led collective that places sex workers at every level of leadership 
and decision making. Learn about what we do, who we help, how we work every day to promote positive change, education, fostering independence, and financial empowerment for performance new skills share in virtual workshops. Financial assistance, putting money directly in the hands of sex workers in need who work in NSFW adult media through our mutual aid fund. Wellness, facilitating contact with mediation specialists for community members who need it and providing access to donation-based sex positive wellness coaching through our wellness program. Wow. Wow. I'm impressed. I seriously want to join the BIPOC Adult Industry Collective. I do. I absolutely, I love these, I love, I, I love their values, their agreement, who they are as people, what they stand for. I want to join the BIPOC Adult Industry Collective. I will very soon. I will very, very soon. I love this organization. I love the people. Woo! Uh, wow. This is awesome. This is so awesome. So, oh, this is great. Here we go. Six Reasons Why We Need Ethical Feminist Porn by Alice Queen. This is December 28th, 2020. Dr. Shannon Chavez, Sexual Health and Wellness. If you're like me, then you probably enjoy porn. If you don't, well, that's okay, too. This is a judgment-free zone. In fact, until not long ago, I despised porn, but that has now changed things to feminist ethical porn. In the past, I've simply found the mainstream porn industry to be a bit demeaning or lacking in truly good content. I believe I wasn't alone in that thinking. I mean, let's just put it out there. Most people, whether they want to admit it or not, enjoy various types of sexual imagery to get in the mood. However, nothing kills a sexual buzz more than exploited performance and discriminatory content. Again, however, nothing kills a sexual buzz more than exploited performers and discriminatory content. It might seem like a turnoff to bring ethics and feminist agenda to porn, but for me, it was a real game changer. Women taking ownership of their sexuality has been a part of the feminist agenda for decades. Porn is just a natural progression of the movement. Another natural progression to see more and more women behind the scenes writing, directing, and producing porn. When you have female audiences enjoying such movies and you know female performers are satisfied and safe in their workplace, it'll make for better content that feels more authentic. A satisfied performer equals a satisfied customer. If they feel good, I feel good. We all feel good. Sex good. The rise of feminist porn. What is it and why do we need it? To put it simply, feminist porn seeks to create more inclusive content with better narratives and performers and creators that are treated ethically. Ethical porn and feminist porn, however, can also be two separate things. There are those in the porn industry that seek to create safer work environments which with fairly treated performance, but that doesn't mean they're doing so from a feminist or feminine for that matter perspective. Ethically creative porn can still lack inclusivity or narratives that are re that are re relatable to more than just the male viewer. 
You can also have a creator that seeks to appeal to women while still exploiting their performance. Personally, I look for porn that is both ethical and feminist. The good news is that, generally speaking, creators of feminist porn tend to aim for content that is both inclusive, diverse, and ethical. This can also mean content that isn't just appealing to women, but all sexualities and gender identities. For being a billion-dollar industry that has been around for decades, the porn industry, the mainstream one, is surprisingly still stuck heavily in the past, or perhaps it's not so surprising. With the societally popular opinion still being that men enjoy sex more than women, it's not that shocking that when the porn industry aims to appeal mostly to male viewers. Again, we're talking about the mainstream one. But the truth is that women enjoy visual sexual stimulation, including porn. As we progress further and further into a future with a more inclusive society with diverse gender identities and sexualities, our porn is starting to reflect that as well. It's time. Or as folks say, it's about damn time. Six reasons why ethical feminist porn matters. One, more inclusivity, please. With porn predominantly being made to appease men, the performers that are chosen tend to also fulfill what many porn creators think men want to see based on societal standards and gender stereotypes. But feminist porn seeks to create content with a wide variety of performers that appeal to a multitude of viewers. Doing so creates an across-the-board type of porn that feels more inclusive and relatable. Narrowing porn to appease only the male gaze in parentheses, in quotations actually, G-A-C-E, is exclusionary and limits the demographic. Feminist porn is about making all feel welcome no matter where they fall on the spectrum of gender and sexuality, including marginalized communities. Other important aspects of ethical feminist porn are body positivity and age positivity. Ooh, I am for body positivity and I am for age positivity, by the way. This type of porn often embraces different age groups and different body types, too. Surprise, surprise, women like sex, too. Or as a lot of folks would say, duh. Ding, ding, ding. You think? As outdated as this notion seems, it is still the popular opinion that men enjoy sex more than women. If a woman does enjoy sex, then society tends to use words like slut or permission to define her. For feminist porn, however, creators want to destigmatize sexuality, especially when, where women are concerned. We like sex too, and there's no shame in liking it. We are passionate, desirous beings, no matter what label you slap on us. It's about time that this ancient, patriarchal way of thinking gets the boot. Of course, I want to say, get the fuck out. Let's stop exploiting performance. This is the number one reason you should watch ethical feminist porn. For decades, performers and creators alike have been notoriously mistreated and underpaid. Just like many other industries, evidence shows that female performers earn less on average than male counterparts. Most mainstream porn has helped perpetuate this idea that women are sexual objects that can be used and abused as men please. Though porn actors and creators of all gender identities have been taken advantage of over the years, Women seem to get the worst treatment of all. They're often asked to perform demeaning tasks when uncomfortable situations with little pay in the end. Feminist porn creators are working hard to break this trend, ensuring all their performers are treated equally and with respect and healthy and safe environments. So four, again, but with a little more emotion this time. Now, feminist porn does not increase in content that is overly sentimental. It does often trend towards creating a narrative that is more relatable and authentic, but make no mistake, Feminist porn can be just as kinky and wild as any other porn. You still get explicit sex scenes. It's more about content that empowers the performers and the viewers rather than making them feel like sexual objects. 
Yes, feminist porn does have an emotional context in a way that provides a more ethical and realistic view of sex. A consensual act that is enjoyed by all parties, not something that is done to us or that we are forced into. Five, men like it too. Again, duh, you think? Ding, ding, ding. Feminist porn has become increasingly popular among cis men and cis couples, CIS. It makes perfect sense. My husband and I agree that watching porn were all performed to equally enjoying sex rather than old porn man-centered fantasies adds a degree of sexiness to it. Funny, sexy. Last, but certainly not least, ethical feminist porn matters because sex matters. Sex should not be something we're ashamed of. Feminist porn isn't just about creating something ethical, but it's also about empowering women or anyone really to feel comfortable with their sexuality. Sex is something that we should enjoy and porn that is more inclusive. We'll hopefully start teaching people that it's okay to be open about the enjoyment of sex and help them to explore their sexuality even further without shame or embarrassment. Where can you find ethical feminist porn right now? As adapt, as you might be at scoring the corners of the internet, when you're in the mood, it could be a bit of a pleasure to kill to have to dig around for some good ethical porn, ethical feminist porn. We get it. You want the good stuff. We want it now. We've got you covered. This guide to the best feminist porn is a great place to start. You can also check Morgana, documentary about the real-life feminist porn star Morgana Mooses, as it offers an insight to the behind-the-scenes of the industry and those who work in it. Alice Queen founded Vanilla is the new kink as a site about sex toys with a different flavor, pun intended. What she predominantly saw online is the late 40s mommy, mom, fish off found that people think she has retired her vagina. So Vanilla is the new kink was born to celebrate midlife sex and sexuality. Alice's pronouns are she slash her slash hers. This is awesome. This is Doctors of Man and Shepherds. So, yes, more inclusivity, please. Surprise, surprise, women like sex too. Let's stop exploiting performers. Let's stop exploiting performers. Again, but with a little more emotion this time. Men like it too. It's fun and sexy. Awesome. These are all the six reasons why I decided to be a part of ethical feminist porn on screen and off screen. Ah. I want to see if I don't want to negatively um, repeat myself. Actually, I'm not. I'm not going to be hard on myself. The other porn, feminist ethical independence. There's a time when visually explicit pornographic content lives in the dark corners of the newsstand. Print on skin mags, covering provocative ladies, future hotbeds of October gushing of organic fluid, or taped on rated RVHSs and DVDs on the ocean pictures. Traveling via cathode ray tube at night hours, meandering through private networks. Then came the internet that churned out the geeks that cranked out Fabian, who went shopping at the porn market. Fabian Pileman is the pale-faced, hooded, respectable nerd who back in 2006 had to buy out both free and paid porn sites for the porn hub, porn Red Tube, and what's become the largest adult entertainment operator in the world, MindGeek, and brought the world free internet porn, allowing users to upload 
and watch porn videos on YouTube style porn websites. The result, monumental erections, impetuous penetrations, bursting breasts, bouncing booties, all only one click away from anyone. Free porn has revolutionized the fruition of explicit content and generated astronomical numbers. They made people worry about the hypersexualization of society and the pornification culture. Um, world's largest distributor of adult entertainment, Pornhub, released over 4 million videos per year, enough to plan a 115-year-long porn marathon. Because of the exponential proliferation of contents, there are always more and more diverse sexual fantasies portrayed, divided into those same categories, as well as many different types of stars, performing in front of the camera, for voracious use of eyes, varying gender, race, age, identity, and sexual orientation. Um, if we're still far from the porn that's truly inclusive and diverse, mainstream porn and imaginary imagery keep serving us with tired cliches, stereotypical bodies, young, firm, flexible, tanned, wax figures, or an excessive amount of seminal fluid in female ejaculate. Standardized performances focus on male speed, hardness, strength, duration, power, above all, a dominant male perspective formed by machismo and target to male viewers. Perpetuating the penis owner domination on the vagina owner, the latter seen as a sheer sexual object for men's gratification, a perspective that echoes not only the product fed to the public, but also in an industry which remains radically sexist and white men-dominated feminist porn. Over recent years, the homologated pornography was flanked by a more inclusive and more egalitarian alternative for shaping all its face, from production to distribution of the porn product. It's a pornography defined as feminist, but also ethical or independent of or all the things together depending on its purpose. It's ethical in the sense that it protects and supports workers' rights and provides equal opportunity, equal pay, sexual protection, value, consent, respect as crucial components. It's feminist because it portrays female pleasure as a free and self-determined pleasure, which doesn't exist for male pleasure and ego, and it's not subordinate to them because it makes room for women to be directors, producers, distributors. It's independent as it's not created with big money, big companies, big productions. Inclusivity allows this kind of porn to get visibility to practices, bodies, people that are usually left out from the mainstream ministry. This scenario gave birth also to queer porn, which covers all the spectrum of sexuality and gender. Back to the origins of feminist porn. Feminist pornography originally back in the 1980s, around the time of former porn star Canada Royale, but the production company and productions tending to bring a female and sex-positive perspective and a more realistic, less demeaning depiction of women and sex to major porn and to create films for women and couples. She also created her line of ergonomic, non-phallic vibrators in the late 1990s called Natural Contours. There were also years of Annie Sprinkle, pioneer of an experimental sexual solicitation. By a speculum and a flashlight, there are best known performance art piece. Public service announcement an activist oriented porn post porn movement that subverts the traditional pornographic tropes and challenges conceptions of normative femininity, sexuality, and gender binarism, making political use of her graffiti. Feminist porn has been silent on the rise of the 2000s and started to come out of the niche, come out of the niche and underground movements and to contaminate the mainstream culture. 
2009 we have Dirty Diaries. A collection of 12 widely differing feminist porn, sh- porn shorts produced by Swedish director Mia Ingberg, already known for the lesbian erotic film Selma and Sophie, directed by Sophie, sorry, and directed by a group of young female artists, directors, and actresses from different backgrounds, experiencing the queer lesbian feminist pornography. Dirty Diaries use alternative pornographic images to liberate women and feminists to spark controversy in Sweden, as was partly financed through public funds from the Swedish Film Institute. Dirty Diaries emerged from another short film by Mia Ingberg, Come Together, featured women filming themselves on their mobile phones while masturbating. Here's a 10 point manifesto to the film was based on. In 2006, Canadian women run sex toy store, Good Fur lost the feminist porn awards that recognize, endorse, and celebrate pornographers from across the globe. This groundbreaking work celebrates diversity of human sexuality. The symbol of the awards is a butt plug as it can represent everyone's sexuality, regardless of sex, gender, orientation. The first awards were called the Emmas in honor of the pioneering sex positive feminist Emma Goldman, 1869-1940, who rejected control over women's, over women's bodies and sexuality. To us, feminism is beyond gender. It is about recognizing the multifacetedness of every individual and the complex struggles that they may face. Feminist Porn by Erica Lust. Today, you cannot talk about feminist porn without mentioning Erica Lust. Swedish film director, screenwriter, producer, directed over 100 short, three multi-word erotic films, five hot stories for her, Life, Love, Lust, Cabaret Desire, an experimental documentary, Barcelona Sex Project, and wrote several books. Erica Lust Porn. Erica Halquist started making pornography in 2004 with The Good Girl. Her indie short debut film, Flipping the Pizza Delivery Guy Cliche, with a female perspective, which was uploaded for free on the internet, receiving 2 million downloads in just a few months. Main website, ericalust.com, lists the values in which her work is based and then encourage viewers to choose ethical porn over mass produced mainstream pornography the same way they are choosing to consume organic produce instead of fast food. The values focus on women's pleasure, diversity, equal pay, safe sex environment, and Today, Erica Lustfilm runs three online streaming platforms, Plus Cinema, Erotic Film, Sex Confessions. As Confessions has started down 13, is probably her most popular and ambitious project. As a collection of erotic short films that bring fantasies of real people to life. All the shorts are based on anonymous confessions of real fantasies meant to recite by real people. 2016 as Confessions opened its doors to fund guest directors, allowing more women to be part of it. As Confessions is also part of Netflix and documentaries Hot Girls Wanted, turned on about the intersection of romance and technology. Last year, the project became also a web series that includes your favorite ex-confessions films while exploring the impact of more frank and honest discussions around female sexuality and the desire to engage in millennials, gender, sexual fluidity, and trauma. Ultimately, Erica Lust released also the ex-confessions app, telling up couples discussing their fantasies. Erica Lust is not only involved with adult entertainment, but also with adult education. Without 17 steps for husband, she launched a non-profit project called the Porn Conversation Online Platform to Right parents 
details of the conversation about online doctoring with their children to help them make smart, informed decisions about it. So, Feminist Porn in Italy. One big step for Feminist Porn in Italy was the launch of Le Ragazzi de Porno, Italian, excuse me, Italian for the Girls of Porn. Directors, writers, and artists, years old, founded ten author porn short films and bring a new point of view on sexuality and pornography. So far, they produced two shorts Queen Kong, starring Italian porn queen Valentina Nate, an insight that won the best short film prize at the Hacker Porn Film Festival 2017. And there's an introspective depiction of female masturbation starring Slavina, Italian post-porn actress and co-writer of the film. So, we have, here's where all the dots connect. Inside is all the first Italian movies distributed by Everlast Platform in Bolivia. Our visitor today is one of the guest directors creating short films for confessions. The last work is La Fantasia de Bebe that captured the atmosphere of cliches of the Italian erotic movies from the 1970s and 1980s and revised old narratives of the sex worker where the characters reborn in a woman who's aware and power of her choices and tired of her self-determination. I went to I went to London to interview Lydia, and I was seeing post a naked interview. Feminist porn around the world, Pink and White Productions is an American pornographic production company based in San Francisco, known for honest and cinematic depictions of queer and transsexuality for the Crash Pad, 2005 groundbreaking award-winning feminist queer porn film. This. Film is about a clandestine San Francisco apartment where Lucky Queer shares key to rendezvous for wild sex. The only rule, you need a key to get in, and once she's used it seven times, she has to pass it on. What was named as the best dyke sex film inspired the Crash Pad series, a series portraying realistic queer sexuality that continues in the apartment, telling the adventures of people of all gender, race, skin color, shape, size, disability. The actors get to choose what to do on camera. It was common for viewers to see them practicing safe sex and other communication. Also, PinkLabel.tv, a platform supporting distributing the work of emerging independent adult filmmakers. Other queer porn platforms known worldwide are NoFo.com, the oldest running queer porn site on the internet, and QueerPorn.tv. Perception of feminist porn. While feminist pornography is currently on the rise, its perception is still informed by some misconceptions based on prejudice. People all think of it as a porn, either lesbian or man-hating, or for women only, or soft. Ironically, it, it looks like it's taking something away from mainstream porn while it's actually adding something, including what mass porn leaves out. Real porn, real sex. Mainstream porn is, current, is currently being criticized for portraying fake sex too performative and theatrical. Now, feminist porn, their websites try to show what real everyday sexuality looks like. Bright Desires is an Australian adult pay site aimed to depict sex in a smart, positive, artistic, artistic, and joyful way, featuring primarily heterosexual sexuality of real life couples. It was launched by a mystery. It was launched by a mysterious Miss Naughty, who is writer, director, producer, filmmaker, 
The focus is on realism and the scenes are shot in collaboration with the performance. So on the site, we find also interviews behind the scenes footage. Make Love Not Porn takes realism to a new level as the first user-generated human-curated social sex, sex video sharing platform founded by former advertising executive Cindy Gallup with the aim of celebrating sexuality. Hashtag real world sex is a counterpoint to porn and socializing sex, making it easier for everyone to talk about in order to promote good sexual values and good sexual behavior. The project was launched in 2009 with a TED Talk that went viral where the founder explained how her own personal sexual experience with younger men and realized that porn has become the new sex education shape and sexual behavior and inspired MLNP, make love not porn. MLNP wants not only to entertain and arouse, but also to inspire people's sexual life by giving new ideas for communication and experimentation. Anyone 18 years old and over can submit its own video. The videos have to be exclusive to MLNP, and the sex has to be real and spontaneous. Not all genital, not all genital close-ups and Oscar-worthy fake orgasms, so to speak. Porn on paper. Porn printed on paper has evolved to we can now choose within a quite wide range of quality-independent erotic magazines like math magazines and porn magazines. Taking a perspective on love, lust, and sex intersections of art and sex featuring diversity of genders, bodies, and desires. Others international indie magazines featuring porn antic artists inspire sexy horror and not light at all. PC erotic surrealist disturbing. Fluff for everyday inspired for everyday casual eroticism. Anonymous sex journal illustrated based on personal sex stories submitted by readers in secret, file, sociological, and extra extra multidisciplinary and Awesome. Just awesome. I am going to be part of feminist ethical independent porn on screen and off screen. <sighs> Enough said. So what do I want to say? Let's y'all get the point. Okay, I got I got an idea. Get reading certain articles that I did. I don't think I really need to. I'm just really glad that um, I'm coming to an end of all this. That's progression. Um, okay. Ethical and feminist porn, wildflowersex.com. So I'll be reading one. Uh, I'm just glad that Gwyneth Paltrow is promoting ethical feminist independent porn for all the reasons you already know. And you have audio and video performers being honored as a part of ethical feminist independent porn. And Gwyneth Paltrow, the actress, for it. I appreciate it. Uh, okay, so I'll be reading one. 
to three articles and everything else I just talked from the top. There we go. Ethical and feminist porn, wildflower.sex. Pornography is part of many people's masturbation routines. Erotic films and imagery help to turn us on. Clouds to explore fantasies, develop our desires. However, some of mainstream pornography promoting sexist and discriminatory narratives as well as shooting at stars and creators. I actually assure that porn we're viewing is ethically made with a feminist agenda. What do feminism ethical standards look like in the world of porn? We have to beat the most progressive names in porn to give us some insight. Alley Oops. Alley Oops is interested in sex and all these manifestations of justice, whether it's lacking. She fights for rights and fucks for money. A self taught videographer, she produces, directs, performs, and edits and distributes all of her own porn. With a predominantly sex worker and exclusively woman, queer, trans, and gender non conforming teen, she subtly queerifies mainstream porn farmers with her own documentary style pornography and behind the scenes shorts. Allie serves us ethically made porn as hot, beautiful, and funny all in one film. She also gives really, really good head. How would you define ethical slash feminist porn? Allie, I think ethical. Feminist porn are two different things that sometimes overlap. Birth in the 1980s, feminist porn as a genre it feels like a thing of the past. That porn was either directed by a cis woman, de- depicted authentic pleasure in cis women, and slash or diverted the dun 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 male gaze. Jay-Z. A new genre meant to liberate women ends up creating space for a small fraction, mostly white cis straight. Vanilla women's view of better pornography. This is where we made porn and porn as a new descriptor. Instead of focusing on what the images look like or who makes them, ethical porn focuses on labor rights and in industry, specifically the performance rights. Are the performers being treated and paid well? Are their needs and boundaries being heard and respected? Do they have agency over the script slash performance? How is the porn distributed and using what language to market it? Ethically made porn holds the entire industry accountable to basic labor rights. Maybe you don't like triple anal porn, but if the performer's treated paid well, then that is ethical porn to me. Trying to see. I'll just keep going. I'll keep going. What can porn performers do to ensure what they're doing is ethical? This is a hard question. An easy answer would be to buy consume porn directly from the performer. There are endless independent content producers on sites like minifits.com. You can also follow performers on you can also follow performers on Twitter, Twitter, and other platforms to see what they're saying about their work conditions. This requires a huge amount of vulnerability on the consumers and pornographers use social platforms to promote their explicit work alongside everything else they're thinking about. Learning about the discomfort of sexual imagery can help us pay attention to how they are made, how the people who participated feel about them. With that said, I think a lot of our socialized guilt around sex is projected onto porn performers. It's important to remember that performers get paid for their labor and like many jobs, they may not agree with the loved company they work for. But they did negotiate against something money from it. I think we need to stop projecting our own guilt and fears around sex onto porn. So I actually listen to what the performers involved have to say about it. Why do you think consuming porn is integrated to so many people's self-pleasure? 
I think for some people, porn might be the only outlet for the desires and fantasies to play out. It might be because they are kinky, have a niche fetish, or because they're LGBTQIA+. Some people can't be recreated in real life, like giantess porn or hentai. For a lot of marginalized people, porn might be the only place they see themselves represented in media. This could be especially true for sexual and gender minorities who don't have nearly as much visibility outside of porn. Visibility outside of porn. If you are questioning your sexual orientation slash gender, porn could be a good place to seek out images of your community. Trans women, for example, are heavily represented in porn. Not so much in mainstream media. In 2018, porn is mostly a very private experience. Not only can explicit images and noise and self-arousals, the images you consume can be your little secret with yourself. For how much porn is consumed globally, we really don't talk about it at all, besides how evil and bad it is. It'd be interesting to hear more about people's private positive experiences with porn. In order to do that, we need to actually fight against the stigma of porn consumption. How do you want people to feel after seeing one of your productions? First and foremost, I want them to, I want them to be turned on. But beyond that, I also want people to laugh and see the humanity in the performance. They just peek in through the window of our production to see not just the porn, but the whole picture. That is why I started making documentary behind the scenes pornos last summer. Starting out as an experiment, people are really connected with the interviews I put at the start of my porns. Expanding from there, I now make blooper reels for every film. Behind the scenes shorts, the last video has over five separate video shorts that are free. PG-13 and accompany the porn interview spotlight on the performance. I think seeing that we are laughing, farting, having coarse, spitting, ang, that kind of stuff really humanizes us as performers and therefore the industry. It shows us this whole people who are choosing to be on set and have fun. If people walk away from my work only taking away that, then I feel fulfilled as a director slash editor. I don't need everyone to be attracted to me. Lord knows I don't enjoy my watching myself have sex. That's what Ali said about herself. But I do want people to walk away thinking more critically about how we have been socialized to understand the industry. Uh, right. I want to talk about the only fans, um, only fans ban reversal really quickly. Basically, due to credit to um bank card companies they originally um fan porn on only fans and only fans is a place where even porn stars and live sex workers can make their money and we have a lot of um card companies you know credit card debit card companies are like well we don't want to be associated with porn because we have to ban explicit content and to appease certain people who societally dislike porn. We can't do that. But then they reversed the ban recently because they felt, well, we've made an agreement with the credit debit card companies that we assure you there's no abuse going on, there's no um, underage anything going on, and there's no human rights abuses going on. And so they're able to eventually convince those credit debit card companies, okay, um, okay, we'll still do business with you. We'll make sure all your performers and uh, persons still get paid. So I'm glad that OnlyFans changed their mind, but there's another site that people 
also if you are uh, Pocket Stars. You can go to PocketStars.com. You can still have OnlyFans, and you can also do PocketStars.com. It's um, join your favorite alt stars, click sign up. Pocket Stars account registration, PocketStars.com. I just wanted to talk about that really, really briefly. So I'm glad that OnlyFans um, did a reversal of their porn ban, and we still have to reassure the creators. That's why I mentioned PocketStars.com so they can still go on there. Um, I really briefly want to talk about the casting couch and cop porn. Um, I think we have to be careful of those types of porn because we don't want to perpetuate misogyny. We don't want to glamorize sexism. We don't want to glorify bigotry against women. If you're going to do that, at least do it from a socially conscious. We shouldn't be treating women like this kind of thing, where they could start off that way. They say, "No, this is not how we're going to do this." We just press the track to each other out of the way, and then the cop on like I'm arresting you. Going, to, I mean, that's one thing if it's consensual, but if it's racist, then that's a problem. You don't want any porn to be racist. We don't want any porn to be sexist. We don't want underage anything. And we don't want bigotry porn either. You know what I'm saying? You know, we, we gotta be socially conscious in how we do our projects so people understand we're not encouraging human rights abuses. We hate human rights abuses porn, right? But that's good. So I wanted to quickly just state that so people understand how hard it is. I'm trying to keep things simple, you know? Try to keep it simple. Um, and we should, and I'm trying to simplify because I'm really getting tired. I can feel myself getting tired. So. I will quickly read this fair trade and go back to the other articles and I'll be done, all right? Okay. A modest proposal to case for fair trade porn, February 3rd, 1026 a.m. East Coast time. We have fair trade coffee and humanly raised porn. So why can't we create a market for ethically sourced pornography? A couple of decades ago, people didn't give much thought to their food's provenance. We didn't care about carbon footprints or the working conditions of the poor Africans who sold us our coffee beans. Slowly, however, consumption habits began to shift under the weight of scientific evidence and cultural change, becoming a little more selective in our consumer choices. And yet, not with that multi-billion dollar white elephant pornography, we hear rumblings here and there about the sexual trafficking of women and children. And it's always a relief when a criminal ring is busted for what's euphemistically, euphemistically called abuse, in quotation. It's reassuring to know that whatever was going on in the far reaches of our feasted minds has little to do with our own primitive but relatively harmless impulses. 
Madhu Pawan. Consumers ever think about where their porn is sourced? No, what a downer. No one wants to hear about drug addicted runways of Albanian teenage sex life. wants to imagine STD infections on movie sets or the life circumstances that would impel a woman to engage in physically punishing sexual acts on camera. Now just Google the word boot cake if you want a quick education in mainstreaming your fringe sex acts. Part of the problem is our reluctance to acknowledge the pornification of contemporary life. If we can relegate porn to the margins of our cultural conversation, we can pretend it only touches a small minority of our adult men rather than the vast majority of Americans, many even in their first or second decade of life. Maybe it's just too embarrassing to admit the extent of our obsession, but people of all stripes really like watching sex acts. For example, surveys of evangelical Christians report porn viewing rates similar to the general population. Utah leads the nation in per capita subscription to online porn. Technology has produced the ideal patri- petri dish for the biggest sexual market in human history, providing easy access, affordability, and anonymity in one appealing package. Calls to regulate the content of pornography like Tipper, Gore's rating systems, and music lyrics are missing the point. One person's degradation may be another person's kink, and we don't need more Ricks and Storms policing our fantasies. Moreover, sanitizing that like a lot of so-called feminist porn could be a buzzkill. But should consumers have some context to what to evaluate what they're viewing? Shampoo bottles and tuna cans assure that animals were unharmed. Should we know foreign actors are subject to out-of-control STD rates or are forced to do things against their will? At a minimum, a porn housekeeping soap approval would tell us by and for whom the porn was made. Let me make you think twice before downloading that random you porn video or chatting with a horny Russian slide quotation that live jasmine. They're probably attractive, unhindered people who are excited by the rewards of porn careers. People who are untroubled by the ethics or lifestyle limitations of making a living sex worker, who at the least may consider it the best of their inspiring options. There are probably relatively few of these people, and consumers should know who they are so they can make informed choices. Making such informed choices will have a few collateral benefits. We know if we knew for sure that porn production was through coercion and desperation, for example, we might find there are fewer women willing to be gagged, choked, and triple penetrated on camera. They put triple penetrated in quotations. Fair trade porn might also find allowed to call a moratorium on assertions that women aren't aroused by visual imagery. And I'll sometimes fantasize about anonymous, unemotional sex. And market forces could eventually affect the aesthetic standard of pornography, which might in turn shift the skewed gender balance of viewership. If you think this is a fairy tale, recall that a generation ago, no one talked about animal abuse or the case against corporal punishment. Cultural norms do change. Pornography is a fact of life. Parental controls and moralizing spoil sports. Spoil sports will make a dent in its exponential growth, but the bar needs raising. The sustainable food movement has, elim- has eliminated factory farms on or our inexhaustible craving for junk food, but it provides an alternative model of consumption that we can aspire to. Organic and fair trade practices are leading us gradually but inevitably to a better relationship with food. Maybe fair trade porn could, re- could reconnect us to a better relationship with the human body. Hmm. I I, I strongly agree with all those things. I do. Um, I actually do. 
I truly, truly do. Um, Could I wrap up? Do y'all get the point? Hmm. All I can say is this. I do want to say these other things I have not mentioned. I want to be a queer pornographer. Um, I want to be a part of sex positive feminist pornography on screen and off screen. I want to be a part of convent pornography, convent erotica, real erotica. No, no, never mind, never mind, I'm sorry. That's involving clergy. Never mind. I just read it. No, no, no. I do not want to do convert pornography. I don't. I don't, I don't want to do that at all. I don't want to do convert erotica. I don't want to do pre erotica. I don't want to do priest erotica. I don't want to do monk erotica. I don't want to do clergy erotica. I don't want to do that. No, 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 no. I don't want to do any of that. Sorry. Correct myself. Okay. Woo. But I do want to be a part of sex positive feminist pornography on screen and off screen. I want to be a queer pornographer. And I want to help make queer pornography mainstream on screen and off screen. That's how I feel. Because I think that gender and sexual diversity should be celebrated much more often and fully celebrated. That's how I feel. And um, I am for the golden age of porn, I am for sexual revolution, sexual liberation. Um, I am for LGBTQI plus liberation. I am for free love. I am I am I am sexual liberal leftist progressive. I'm a sex. I'm a, I'm, when it comes to sex, I am liberal leftist and progressive. Come sexuality, I am liberal leftist and progressive. I'm sexually progressive, I'm sexually liberal. I'm a sexual leftist, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, I'm for the sexual revolution. I'm for sexual liberation.
Y'all know a crash pad in Pink Lip TV is in trench coat. It was launched by veteran adult performance staff for the team with the goal of delivering high quality product. Fair prices for the consumer, fair pay for people created that content. The challenge to figure out how these values fit to a changing adult entertainment industry. But in early 2017, the revenue generated by fans was to the site, allowed them to grow to a full time production studio on top of continuing as a content delivery platform. See, I know all the other things are. I'll read this last thing. Sexually is fascinating. We are naturally curious and social creatures who feel a natural draw to watch each other's fuck. It's healthy. Powerful. It's powerful in terms of song and mixes. Feel is recently becoming incredibly easy to access vast archives complete with thousands of hours of contextless fucking instead and free at our fingertips in the way it was before. So we grew up masturbating for a certain routine in a certain way. Difficult or it seems pointless to break away from that, but I would say the variety is really important. Denying yourself an easy orgasm in pursuit of a more complex one sometimes can be really powerful. Tip, one way to make porn kind of passe is to make porn your job. Honestly, I haven't watched professional porn in masturbate years. It's just way too functional for me now. Um, Oh, I am done. Oh, by the way, I want to participate on on-screen and off-screen body positivity porn. I want to participate on-screen and off-screen age positivity porn. I just love being real. But that being said, I am done. Thank you all for listening to me. Um, I really appreciate it. Uh, I got nothing else to say. That concludes my porn talk, y'all. Thank you. And every type of porn I do is ethical.